Blog Talk Radio. And hello and good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for tuning in yet again. And I am, as uh, I've been so much before <laughs> during these recordings, in beautiful, sunny Florida. We are getting into summer. Of course, we have summer all the time, but morning temperature in the winter is like 71 degrees. And uh, in the summer, it's more like 81 degrees, which is about 27, 28 degrees centigrade for Europeans and everyone else who does Celsius. And yes, what can I say? We are going to go through a few questions. And um, I wrote them down, so you might hear a little paperwork in the background because I wrote them by hand. Have you noticed how little we drive? We, we write by hand these days. It's like you can hardly write anymore. And actually, some kids don't even know how to write by hand, you know, longhand anymore. Have you noticed that? Just think about if all our communications, you know, the internet and the telephone communications, suddenly would disappear. I think we'd go back to Stone Age. We won't know how to do. We don't know how to read time. We don't know how to write. We don't know how to find each other. It's actually quite scary. You know, it it hit me, you know, a few times that when you see young people, they don't know how to read the church clock. They just look at it like some kind of decor on the tower. And that's kind of not good. Or if I, you know, I tell the grandkids, you know, leave a message on on the kitchen table for me or something like this. Write it down. Huh? Write it? What? On on paper? With a pen? Oh? You know, how do I do that, more or less? No. You cannot always be dependent on the telephones which, of course, it seems society has turned us this way. This was not what we're going to talk about today. We're talking about a few questions that have come in, and I've written them down, as I said here, and uh, we will go from there. If you have questions, you can always send them to me. I love to answer questions, not personally. Well, if you have a session with me, of course, I'd love to answer your questions. But I don't kind of have the time to sit and send emails back to you because, you know, that takes like an hour for each one. And that's a long time, (laughs) particularly nowadays. Now that time is going faster all the time. So now send me an email and I will answer online. I mean... On, on air. So there we go. Well, the first question that was here on my list was questions about the light. Like, do vegetarians find the light more easily? Well, it's a good question. And that's 
sent to me by a nurse. I'm a nurse, and I have noticed vegetarians get better faster most of the time. Do vegetarians find the light more easily? As I said, a good question. Yes. <laughs> well, with this, I mean that we're all different. And we have noticed that people who belong to type A blood group are kind of apt to be more like vegetarians. And when you are that way and you're meant to be a vegetarian, you you have a, your spiritual connection is disturbed. You're not as good as you could be. If you're eating meat and then you are not eating, you know, the vegetarian diet. So if you could change, if you know that you are a, a type A blood group, I would suggest that you eat vegetables more or start to skip the meat more because it burdens your spiritual receivers. About other people, I can say that maybe it's perfectly okay if your blood zero and so on and to be spiritual and to receive the light. But particularly for the type A, and those are the ones I'm referring to. So when you're a vegetarian on the whole, you're not burdened by the energies of other living beings. And subconsciously, when you look at that plate and see this dish with steak on it, you do not somewhere in your subconscious mind see a cow or a bull or a chicken, all of them alive out there in the fields. And then suddenly you have it there. And something in your subconscious mind will kind of say, oh, something's, something's not right here. You might not say it with your conscious mind, but in your subconscious mind, something must be telling you, ah, oh, should I do this? And then you have some kind of feeling and guilt being born in you. And with time, that would increase, increase, and become a burden on your health system. So what I'm saying with this is maybe for all of us, we should eat a little bit less of the animal fat and the animal flesh. I know some people would not like that, but, you know, I'm not saying you have to abandon it totally. Except for if you're type A, you should abandon it more or less totally. I have someone else who says here, I can't see the light. I like to see things before I believe it. So I can't believe in the light. Well, have you heard of God? You can't see God either. And people believe in God. So look at that as a comparison. Do you believe in love? You don't see, you know, a cloud of love coming in around you. But I'm sure you have still had the feeling of being in love. 
And it goes on like this. So we cannot see everything out there. So if you are in that, you have to believe it to see it. Something is very limited with you. And you have to begin to get out of that box. And I'm even surprised you're sending me this question. Because if you are in that box, you wouldn't uh, actually listen to me. (laughs) It's simple as that. But you did. So maybe that hope for you. And that's another question here from someone, Brad, in New Jersey, he said. And he says, Jesus said he was the light. What do you say to that? You say you are the light. Can you explain that? Are you Jesus? And he actually tried to be mean a little bit in the rest of the email. And of course, he was a guy, so he was a skeptic. That's why she is. So that's okay. Now, yes, Jesus said, I am the light. And the way I have always kind of heard that from my channeling was, what he actually said was, I am the light. This is your way. This is your truth. And that fits in so well with my experiences when I started with my healing. Remember, I was never kind of coached by any human being to do healing. I was never going to classes. I didn't even know what healing was. It was suddenly this power called I am the light. And who is this power I am the light? This is this God power. I see it as a light in my mind. And I've seen that light in front of me as well. And when you read my books, The White Light, The Limitless Reality, and Constant Awakening, you will see how I met the light. And of course, those experiences, they were completely unexpected for me. I didn't ask for it. I didn't look for it. I was in a completely different lifestyle. I was a socialite. I was moving around. I was going to parties. I was having a giggling good time. And then I had those experiences. And one of those times, that light that appeared in front of me spoke to me. I have never been so scared up to that time in my life. But what the What I started to experience in my first healing sessions was that I heard that inner voice telling me, I am the light. I am the light. This is your way. This is your truth. I am the light. This is your truth. It was coming back to me. And in fact, this was what the light told me the first time it appeared. The only thing was, I didn't want to listen. I closed that off completely. And it took me years and years and years and years and years and years to find out. And now I'm absolutely convinced that this I am the light when I do my healing goes to me, goes through that, goes through me from source. And what is source? That's the God power. 
that I am the light energy. And we all have that I am the light energy within us. This is who we are. We are light beings. Yes. All of us are I am the light. But we're not using it. We're using that power maybe halfway. And then that power is strong, but it represents the darkness. That's not good. It's not good for us. It's not good for the world. So we'll continue here um, with, yes, shall I get a divorce? Oh, that is something I, I hear that probably a couple of times a week. Shall I divorce my husband? More often that a woman is asking me, shall I divorce my husband, than a man would ask, shall I divorce my wife? Why? Because we are not the same. Men think everything is okay as long as he has a wife. And when you are married, he doesn't feel he has to court you anymore. And this is the funny thing, you know, between men and women. A man doesn't say, I love you all the time. Of course, so many of you men do. But, you know, men don't feel that's important. They said it when they got married and during the honeymoon, I love you, I love you. Then they might not say it anymore. Doesn't mean this man has stopped loving his wife. It just means he shows his love through being, through staying with her, calling her, this is my wife. This is how a husband might express his life, his, his love. Men are weird that way. Women really want to hear, I love you. And they say, I love you. And the man kind of, he likes that. And then she wants to hear back, I love you. But it's not in his, the way he's put together. Men are not composed the way women are. Men are looking for three things, really, basically in a relationship which is sex, food, and money. In different orders, it can be money, food, sex, but they all want that. Once they have that, they feel they're happy. They feel they have a really great marriage. And they're very, very surprised when the woman, woman says, oh, I want a divorce. And he said, why? Everything is so good. Well, this is not always the case. There are cases when really you have to think, what is the best for me? Because if you don't have the respect for you any longer, and you feel you are losing your freedom to be you, to advance, and that he is the one who somehow even deliberately is holding you back because of his feeling of ownership over you. Yes, it is time to move on. I can see that in women who have, well, have looked a certain way when they have been with their husbands, and then they have divorced their husbands, and they have lit up, they have put on new faces, and they're 
been wearing new clothes and they've spruced up themselves. They look so much better and happier than before. So don't get the divorce because of one mistake that one of you made. You know, maybe he had sex with someone else. Well, men don't even think about it that way. That it that was available at the time, maybe when he left for a conference or something that, and he might have forgotten it. But you find out. That's not why. If you have a good marriage and a good relationship, let go of that. That's my opinion, and maybe it's a European opinion. So the first thing is to have a good and honest relationship. And how do you have a good relationship in a marriage? Of course, through the communication. But when you have no communication anymore, and it's only from his side, and you cannot be the person you anymore, yes, that is important. It might be uncomfortable for you, but do go through with the divorce. I know that for myself because I had to be me. I couldn't be me in my marriage. I lost myself completely. And I had all what I needed. God, I had a really glamorous and beautiful life. But I was so miserable. I can't believe why. But I was not me. That is what I found out later. I wasn't even allowed to be me. And when it comes that far and you cannot be you, yes, move ahead. Have a divorce. And sometimes when people have divorces, I don't know if I should really congratulate them because they might sometimes be very sad and upset. But look at it as you can be you even if the money is not there for you in the beginning. And it's hard to start off all from the beginning. I have 70-year-old women who are divorcing. It's quite common in the 60s. So, and it's often been once the husband retired, she couldn't stand having him and her at home all the time, she said, I have to be free. <laughs> she said, I'm not used to living with my husband all the time. It was bad enough on Sundays, it was too long. And now, the whole rest of my life, I cannot handle that. So we have so many reasons for a divorce. But don't look at that as you have failed. Look at it as you have won. You have won you. You have won your freedom, you can be who you really, really are again. Karma. What is karma? So many of you talk about, oh, it's my karma forcing me to do this. It's my karma making me have this bad life. What is karma? I didn't even know what karma, what it was before. It is actually, according to Eastern philosophy, how actions in your life can create consequences for your next life. So it, we can say your life today is the consequence of a past lifetime. 
this is very often the cause why many come to me and they want to know why they have this and this sickness and why they have these and these feelings and they want to know what did they do in a past lifetime. And they have been imagining that they have been punished, etc., etc., in this lifetime for something horrible that they did in the past lifetime. It's not always that way. I've seen those who have now in this lifetime come back as crippled people. They have in the past lifetime been like winners, the ones who were good at everything, the ones who were celebrated like big stars. And they were getting tired of this. And they were simply just coming back to this life as a person with challenges, with physical challenges, just so they could learn more about life. I've seen this. I heard this also from Paris particularly from parents with children who had cancer. And we have found the cause for the children why they had the cancer. And they actually were healed like in a whip like that. But then the parents have said, it was so worrisome with my sick child. But now that she's well again, you know, I'm so grateful for this time that was when we had to try all kinds of ways to make her well again. This is how I found you. This is how I found other people who tried their darndest to make my child well again. And all the love I got from everyone. So, yes, there might be a purpose for a lot of things out there with so-called karma. I don't actually believe in karma, so to speak. What I believe in is just cause and effect. So, in fact, how you end your life in this lifetime here, what kind of consciousness you have is important. And we should actually work on older people who unfortunately older people today don't believe in these things because they've been brought up differently. But what one actually should teach all people today, even starting at school, that your consciousness of today is creating your next lifetime. So if you live a life now, in this lifetime, you will create the beginning of your next lifetime. If you walk around in this lifetime and feel every day, oh, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, you will return to this lifetime next time as a sick child. And why I'm saying this is because I've seen it. I work with it. Remember, I have an incredible experience with all this. I worked on one-on-ones, probably over 60,000 one-on-one individuals so to speak. I don't mean the groups or the lectures. I mean the one-on-one. Can you imagine how much past lives I've seen? I don't always see the past lifetimes in the first visit because that past 
shadow within you from a different lifetime is actually very often hiding. And if it refuses to come up and show itself, that real cause. So you have to surprise it. And usually when I see that, if it comes in the first visitor door, it's usually at the very end. When we're going to say, like, okay, when I'm thinking, okay, I have to end this session now, and I kind of end that particular, you know, you among the ones who have seen me in action, you know that we do this altered state session. First we talk like normal people, and then we go go into this healing altered state energy vibrational session and it's powerful it works but then when I have a feeling now this is fading away it's time to go then at that moment I check on the past lifetime and I get it and that's why at the very end of a session that I usually tell you the key to everything so don't sit there during a session of awareness if you want to say this. No, that's why you have to just relax during the session and know that everything is in divine order. So we are very, very interesting beings on the whole with this light within us. And it's a God energy within us with the light. And that's what it means to be created in the image of God there in the Bible. It's your light, your inner light. That is the God flame within you. And karma, don't ever say, oh, this is my karma. Just put yourself in the light the way I taught you and brush it off. And now, you don't need to be dependent on those so-called bad luck moments. Put yourself in the light. It's amazing how well that works. Everyone says so. Everyone agrees that yes, when I use the light and put myself in that wave of light the way you have been taught, it's fast, it's quick, it works. And that is the reason, you know, the reason for that is that we were created in the image of the light. We already have it within us. So you don't need to carry around bad karma. You just decide that you're not the victim of this. No, get rid of it. And just each time you kind of feel that, oh, this is my karma. No, just brush it away. Put yourself in the light. It doesn't say anywhere that you have to live a bad life. It doesn't. It's your choice. And that's another thing out there. There is something called free will. And that is the way you're going to reject your karma. So we have more questions here. Can sinners use the light? No, they can't because sinners are in the dark. 
They use the dark forces. They can use the lower end of the light, which it's actually still the power, but it's dark. So they can never get into the light if they are possessed with the darkness within them. And what is soul presence? You can say that about, and I have many who ask me that too, and I just put that down, soul presence, as a question. What is it, soul presence? In the Eastern tradition, they put up photos of ancestors and have burning lights around them just to kind of be in touch with their souls. And it gives that presence to your home as well. If you want a soul presence in your home, I think you should start to bring in furniture of soul. And usually that's furniture that has been used before. Used furniture, well, that means antiques. It means furniture you have inherited from your family. I know. Young people don't want to inherit any old things from their parents' home anymore. You can get some one or two pieces and jazz them up if they're not valuable antiques. If they're just old furniture, check on the energy. Because also some furniture, if you buy used furniture, it can have a bad soul presence in them because they have lived with someone whether, you know, who, who kind of believed in bad karma maybe and who, who just allowed uh, that energy to take over their lives. Because I've had many cases of people who have lived with bad furniture who, and that furniture had bad energy in them. So either we had to put that piece of furniture in the light or out of the sunshine for a few days, particularly if you can put it on snow and let the sun shine on it for a few days. So take it in at night, though. That's important. So um, we have soul presence in our homes if we want to. And if you have a strong soul presence, and some people have that, it means they have reincarnated Many times we all have, but you might have reincarnated just over and over and over again and your soul never opened up. It's an open soul that sends out a feeling of presence. It's your soul that is the openness to spirit. It's not your open intellect. Yes, it could be that too, but it's not going any further if it's only that you receive it in your open intellect. You have to receive it all the way down into the soul of your heart. Yes, another question is here from Brittany in Orlando. How important is my consciousness? for my life. 
you know, your consciousness is everything. This is how happy you are. This is how successful you are. It's everything. So when you have this consciousness of wellness, you just, this is what you think about. This is what occupies your mind. I'm well. I'm well. And you start to inhale that energy of wellness because you're creating that in your mind. And as I said, if you walk around with a dark mind, you know, with a dark consciousness all the time, what happens? This is it turns to into, you know, a, a dark being. It turns you into someone who is not happy, who is negative, who is sick all the time. So your consciousness of wellness and happiness, and you create that. No one can actually give you happiness. You create your own happiness. It's not that you need to find a new husband, a new wife to be happy. This is your consciousness. You are the one to live your life. And you are the one to make the choices in your life. How you want this life to look. And it's important that you towards the end of your life start to have a consciousness of openness and happiness. You will then kind of look for, you know, the eternity of light. You will open up to different eternity when you do that. I have one question here who said, uh, why you said we're not meant to suffer, so why do we? Yeah, because we create it. We create suffering. God doesn't give us suffering. We do that to each other and to ourselves. So we are not meant to suffer. So that's why, as I said before, you change your consciousness, you change your mind and begin to just live a life of happiness in your mind. So uh, what quality do you dislike among us? And this is actually also we talked she talked about what what do you dislike and what quality do you dislike among us. Well I would say disrespect for life. That we don't respect each other. And what does that mean? We should show more honor. And that's something that is disappearing today more and more. I was in the parking lot earlier today and I was just parking in the, the supermarket and it was packed, you know. It's not a good time to go on the Saturday morning, I suppose. Everyone is, wants to do that shopping early. So I couldn't find a parking spot. And then I saw someone was coming with groceries. She was packing that into the car. And I waited. My God, it took, she took her time. I waited. And then she left. And can you believe it? Some pickup truck 
comes right in and takes it in front of me, who comes from nowhere, and he hasn't waited at all. He just came through, you know, the aisle. And that is totally disrespectful, you know. But what can I do? You know, just say oh, say some word that's strong and try somewhere else. <laughs> so, but this kind of disrespect for each other in so many ways. I cannot respect those who kind of disturb my work deliberately. That to me is, you know, Really, I get really upset about that. Or I had the other day a woman who kind of decided she didn't have time anymore today in the middle of, of, of the point. We said, oh, looking at time, I have to go. <laughs> and had booked the whole, you know, the hour. And then she comes back and said, well, now I want to continue my hour. Just like that, as if I would be available. You know, that is totally disrespectful as well. So yes, there are many ways of being disrespectful. And here, do you believe in extraterrestrial life? I have those questions a lot. Well, now you have one of my uh, podcasts is about that. And you can just go to the archives and listen to it. You know, it's there somewhere in the archives. So do bring it up and you see where I stand on that. Of course I believe in extraterrestrial life. That'd be funny if we were the only one in this big, humongous universe with billions and billions of planets as they have found out that we now have out in the universe. And we are the only ones living on any of those planets. Oh, come on. Get yourself a life, you know, <laughs> of course. There is life out there. So, and God, you know, I have like two pages more with these questions. So I have to do that another time. And I always end with a little, little, little meditation. And I should do that again. So how do we do that? We just don't drive a car now. No, you cannot listen to my meditation if you're driving a car. So now you're home. And you close your eyes. And you feel you are in harmony. You are very, very much in harmony with you and your inner self. I am, yes, I am a spiritual being. You know that. Within you, you have that shiny light in your heart, in your chest area. Your spiritual heart, the truth about you. This is the heart of the soul. This is your eternity, an eternity that knows all and has seen all. And now you connect with that inner light, the eternity within you. Take a deep, deep breath. I am a 
of shiny light. I am of the light. You take a deep, deep breath and you feel the energy, the strong, strong energy of a presence, a presence of love and light within you. You take a deep, deep breath. I am well. You feel within you how this energy of wellness is going through you. Yes. You feel the energy going through you. Love and light. And you accept the love and light of your higher self. And that is now entering your physical body is taking over your physical body. And all is well within you. You give thanks. You give strong, strong thanks to the universe, to the power of the light. And realize This is yours to use. Yes, it is yours to use. I am a shiny light. You feel that this is the truth about you. It shines within you. It shines around you. You have reach that place of light within you. And you are so grateful and you're so calm because you now understand what it means to be in the light. It means that you love the light. It is your best friend. It helps you. It protects you. I am a shiny light. And you take a deep breath now. And when I count to seven, you ought to come back to the here and now. Number one, two, three. You experience the light and you smile and you love the light. One, two, three, four, five, six. And now number seven, you open your eyes again and you stretch your body, you stretch your arms and you feel good about you. You feel good about being Connected with the light. It is your biggest helper. I am Helena Steiner Hornstein. Give me 
a little sign that you listen. Call me up. Send me a note. Well, don't call without an appointment, so send me an email. My email address is Dr. Dr. Helena, my first name, info, short for information, Dr. Helena, info at yahoo.com or activale, A-C-T-I-V-A-L-E, at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day today. Thank you. And I think it's still recording. So I will say that again. Go to my website, bodysoulconnection.com. Again, www.bodysoulconnection.com and www.findingyourinnerlight.com. FindingYourInnerLight.com You can, through my website, and I think the easiest way is at BodySoulConnection.com to order uh, meditations. You know, you can download them on your phones, which should be a fun thing to have and to do. So thank you, everyone, for being with me today. And we'll see you in a few days, I hope. Thank you again. Bye-bye.